Okay. Ah, Shalmech Rani. So, these halachas are very uh, precious to me for uh, one reason. That is, the night before we moved to Los Angeles, we wrote a letter to the Rebbe asking for a bracha before moving here. And I opened up the Rebbe's letters to a uh, blessing the Rebbe gives someone moving to a new city. The Rebbe says you should do what the Rebbe Marash says about an Erev. There's a series of discourses that Marash called Matzazu, and that series Marash says that the idea of us of an Erev in a city is to make the whole city like one entity, or Shusa Yachid, which is the idea of adding unity. And so that when you do that, when you make an Erev in a city, Halacha says the entire city is considered like the whole city is considered like six feet. So the spiritual meaning of Eruv is to bring unity between people, to, to, to cause there to be achdos. That's the Rebbe said that's, it should be your goal in going to the city, to spread the ways of Chassidus and teachings of Chassidus, to make the, end, the whole city should be, uh, should be one. Anyway, so what is, we're not going to discuss all the laws of Eruv tonight. We're going to discuss, though, the laws of Eruv Chatseris. What is Eruv Chatseris? The halacha is, you're now allowed to carry from a private domain to a public domain on Shabbos, or vice versa. Let me put the air conditioning on. You're not to carry from a private domain to a public domain. And you're also not to carry in a public domain uh, more than six feet, more than four amas, which is about six feet. So the Chachamim were concerned about apartment buildings where you have your own private space, you have your own apartment. Then there's a general space where there's a steps, where there's a courtyard. And they were concerned if we were to allow a person to carry from their private space to the general shared space, people may make a mistake and think that it's okay to also carry from a private domain to a public domain. Because there's a similarity between an apartment building and a public domain and a private domain, therefore the Chacham said that you cannot carry there unless you do what is called an Erev Chatseris. What's an Erev Chatseris? Erev Chatseris means that we somehow bring together everyone in the entire courtyard to be considered like having one entity. How do we do that? So if everyone participates and gives a piece of uh, matzah, let's say, matzah is the best thing to use because, first of all, matzah is permissible throughout the year, including Pesach. And second of all, matzah lasts for a long time. Matzah doesn't need to be, uh, need any preservatives. Matzah just lasts and lasts. So everyone gives a, uh, some matzah, and they put it into one of the houses, in the container of one of the houses, and by them all participating with food, and they're putting all the food in the same place, that makes them all considered like one entity. And later the sages added further, that you don't have to actually have every person participate, it's nice if they would, but you've also allowed to have one person take a significant amount of bread, and he is mezak, he gives, gives it to someone else, and that person by accepting the piece of bread, he's also accepting it on behalf of everyone who is in that courtyard, so that everyone has an ownership in that piece of bread, you don't have to actually collect from every person, and then you are allowed to carry from your apartment to someone else's apartment, from your apartment to the courtyard, from the courtyard, to any, anywhere you want. And that outside. And outside not outside. outside is not part of the Erechat only It's only made for a situation where it's completely fenced in. where it's, According to the, biblically, the Torah looks at the whole apartment building as a private domain. 
So if you threw something, let's say, from a public domain to the apartment building, there would be a biblical transgression that would be liable. The, the, uh, you bring a sack, a carbon, find the base of Migdash, uh, if you did it on purpose, there would be the death penalty, God forbid. So that's the law of a apartment building biblically. But rabbinically, the Chum instituted that the apartment building should have a status as a public domain, and vis-a-vis its relationship, the, the, the apartments towards the other apartments and towards the general shared space. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Very good. So, with Rebbe's father and the Chaim Briskri, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. There are, however, exceptions to the Chachamim's decree. When the Chacham said that we consider the apartment building like a public domain, unless you do this thing, it's not exactly like the Erev Chatzir, the public domain. There, there is an instance in which we consider the Erev Chatzeris, the apartment building, more severe than a actual street. And there's a scenario in which we consider the, uh, the um, uh, street to be more severe than the apartment building. For example, let's say you have an apartment that shares a door with your apartment, let's say. So if it were to be in a two houses next to each other and they share a door, and although there's a street outside, but there's no problem carrying from one house to another house, no problem carrying from one private domain to another private domain. But the, the, the sages said that you're now allowed to carry from your house to another house, even if it's attached to your house, in the same apartment. You're now allowed to carry from your apartment to another apartment, in the apartment building, they said, it's, they said that that's, that's, even though, it, had we considered your apartment building to be exactly like a private domain, it would be permissible to carry from your house to another house through a window or through a door, but we consider the apartment building to be more severe, and therefore you're now, the Chum said that you're now allowed to carry from your apartment to another apartment without the Erev even if it is attached. Why do they say this? They said it's because they were afraid that if we were to be lenient with the laws of a of a Eru Chatseris, people would think, ah, it's only rabbinic, it's only a light thing, and therefore they added a detail and they made it more severe than the, its biblical counterpart that it was instituted because of. There's also an instance in which we're more lenient about the apartment building, more than the halachas about the, of a um, public domain. And what's that? You're not allowed to carry in a public domain to a private domain, from a private domain to a public domain, or carry four cubits again in the public domain itself. So to an apartment building, you cannot carry from, the, from your, your house to the courtyard, from the courtyard to your house, and you can carry from your house to someone else's house, but if there is something that was left in the courtyard, if it was there in the courtyard overnight, and when Shabbos came in, you're allowed to carry that object which is in the courtyard even though you did not make an Erev Chatzeris, you're allowed to carry throughout the courtyard. Not only that, if your courtyard is adjacent with someone else's courtyard, and they also did not make an Erev Chatzeris, you're allowed to carry from your courtyard to the second courtyard, to the third courtyard, to the fourth courtyard. If it was left in the public area, you're allowed to, in the, in the courtyard, that, you're not allowed to carry from your house to the courtyard, but if it was there when Shabbos came in, in the courtyard, you're allowed to carry it from, your house, from the courtyard to the other courtyards. So, in short, what did we learn? We learned that 
in the, 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 there's a stringency in the, public do, in the, in the uh, real public domain, and that is that you are not allowed to carry in the public domain at all, but in the courtyard you could carry if something is left there, and there's a stringency in the, in the uh, apartment building, that is, you're not allowed to carry from one apartment to another apartment, even if they are attached by a window or by a, a door. So, yes? If you have, uh, like you have an apartment, uh, a two-bedroom apartment, and, and uh, one bedroom you rent out to somebody, like, you know, it's your apartment, it's a whole apartment, but do you have to make an aircraft sales in the apartment bill, in the apartment itself? In the apartment itself, if there, it, you it's... You room to You know, well, after we get through the laws of a hotel, we get through the laws of a hotel, we'll see if, if that, um, we'll get back to your question. Because we'll see through the laws of a hotel, it's, it's uh, we'll also get to the laws of a sukkah too, and we get to th- through that as well. Okay, there's something that isn't so famous, but is very uh, common, and that is like this. The author If there is a vessel, if there is an object that stayed in your house when Shabbos came in, wherever it may be, wherever that object may be, the halachic status of it is like a uh, the house that it was in, even though now it's in someone else's house. Halacha views it as if it is still in its original house, and therefore the following scenario could happen. Let's say Beryl comes over to my house, and Beryl go. There's a scenario where you're not allowed to carry not just Beryl. You're not allowed to carry from your house to your courtyard, and from your courtyard to your own house, even though it's not a situation where there are many uh, participants, many people that live in this courtyard, there's no, or you made an Erev Chatseris. Even though you made an Erev Chatseris, it's still possible that you're not allowed to carry from your own house to your yard, and from your yard to your house. When is that? So let's say there's an object that was, when Shabbos came in, it was in someone else's house, and now it is in my house. I'm not allowed to carry that object from my house to the courtyard, from the courtyard to the house. Because halacha views it as if it's part of its origi- the original house that it was in. And since it's looked at as, the, as if it was in the original house that it was in, therefore I'm not allowed to move it from the, the house it was in to a courtyard that it, that it did not make an of with. So, Beryl comes to my house. Beryl's wearing his hat. And Beryl takes his hat, goes out into the yard, takes his hat off. The halacha is, that he's, I and he are not allowed to carry that hat from the yard to my house. You're allowed to put the, the hat back on and, and, and wear it back in the house. But if you take the hat off, you leave the hat in the yard, you're not allowed to carry the hat back in. Why? Because halacha views your hat as part of its original place that it was in, in your house. And therefore, it's considered part of your domain. And now to move it to a new domain... From even though it's technically my house and the courtyard the same thing, but just like I'm not allowed to move something from my house to a public yard, so to I'm not allowed to move another object to a new to the yard or vice versa from the yard to the house if it was if there was no erev made. One more uh, not so famous halacha, not so relevant to this, and that is the law of a public park. 
All right, let's say have a, there's a park, and the park is all fenced in from all sides. And it's a, a, biblically, you would say it's a, it's a perfect Rosh uh, It's all sides, it's, it's fenced in. But the halacha is, it's not so simple. Why it's not so simple? The, the, the Gemara says that if you have a, a, a space that is as large as the Mishkan was, Mishkan was 100 amas by 50 amas, uh, which is 150 feet by 100 feet, if it's as large as the Mishkan, unless it's been surrounded for the purpose of living there, an Erev doesn't work. If you surround it, just for the sake of it being a for a park, just just for the sake of using it during the daytime, so it does not have the same status as a um, as a home. If you surround your home or your yard and it's a huge space, so then you can carry throughout the entire space. But even if you hold of the native in Los Angeles, and you say that the whole city has a native, but the uh, if there is a if there's a park. And the park was surrounded in the purpose of it being surrounded with the four walls was not to live in it, just for people to have a park. So you're now allowed to carry in that park. Unless the author uses an interesting language that Samachsadek quotes when he discusses the, uh, the meaning of surrounding it for the purpose of, um, of living there, for Dira Sodom. The author says it's not, if it's not used all the time, doesn't mean that it actually has to, if someone has to live there. If there's a park which is 24 hours available for people to use, so then it's considered hookah fladira. It's, it's okay. But if it is surrounded only uh, dur- during the daytime, and nighttime, you can't use it, so then on Shabbos, if you're in the park, even if you hold of the Erev, you still cannot use that space because that space is not hookah fladira. That space is not, it's not surrounded for the purpose of, of, um, of, of living there. Okay, let's go now to, to um, the laws of a non-Jew. Um, do I have everyone, everyone has enough stamina to continue, or have you guys fallen asleep already? So far, I'm popping open my eyes. Okay, all right. So let's, let's, let's go to the hotel. Go to the hotel? Let's go to the hotel. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the hotel later. Let's go right now to the laws of a non-Jew. Let's say you have a yard. And your yard is adjacent to someone else's yard. And you did not make an Erev Chatseris. So you didn't make an Erev Chatseris, and your neighbor didn't make an Erev Chatseris either. But your neighbor happens to be not Jewish. So the halacha is, diras diras it's not considered like a separate, although the, your courtyard is adjacent with his courtyard and they're touching each other, it's not considered like a, another, another uh person that's dwelling there, the whole space is permissible to be used to carry provided that's surrounded with all four walls. However, if there's another Jewish person who is living there adjacent to your courtyard, so although you made an area of chatzeris with everyone dwelling in your courtyard, but since your courtyard is touching the courtyard next to you, and the courtyard next to you, there's no area of chatzeris, so therefore not only are you not allowed to carry in his yard, you're not allowed to carry in your yard either, since your yard is touching his yard. There are actually th- three ways that your yard could be, uh, three different ways that, we could, that your yard could be touching his yard. One way is, is that your yard is completely open to that yard. If it's open completely to that yard, so then you cannot separate these two. Either there's an of made between both of you, or there isn't, and you cannot say my yard is just for me, and I'm just making an of with my people. It doesn't work. It has to be an of with both of you or nothing. 
If the space is closed off and there's an opening of a few meters, five meters, so then if there's a small opening, so then you have a choice. Either you can make an aid of just with your people and he makes the aid with his people, or you could put them together and make one air for everybody. If it's come closed off completely, there's a wall between your courtyard and the other person's courtyard, so then you cannot join the two yards together. It's impossible to join the two yards together, and they are, even if you make an air, it's not going to work, and it won't work because they're completely separate from each other. There's no way to join them together. So, if, so that's, that's a scenario when there are two yards adjacent to each other. Anyone follow that? If they're closed off, so then why can you carry from your yard to his yard? There's no area of chatzeres joining you. You can't go from one private domain to another private domain. If if there is a uh, vest, if there was thing objects that were left there before Shabbos, so we said before that you don't need to have an area to carry from one yard to another, but to carry from your house to your yard and then from your yard to his yard, and there's no area between your yard and his yard. You can't carry. Unless there's something that was left there before Shabbos, so then we say you let her carry um, even. The only way to join two, y- two neighbors together is if, if, if they have a little bit of a joining area. Right, right. If they, if it's totally open, you can separate. You have to be with him or nothing. If it's if, if it's if it's a five meter opening, then you have a choice of making your own erev or joining his erev uh, or joining making one general erev. Okay, now I'll talk about non-Jews for a second. The halacha is. That if there's one Jew living with one non-Jew, you don't have to make an Erev Chatzeris together, even in the same house. Why? Because it's something which the Torah says is not considered a common thing because of the fear that you may have living privately with someone who may be adversarial to you. And therefore, it's not, when the Chamor aren't concerned, they don't make an Erev. However, if you live in an apartment building and there are Jews there and there are non-Jews there, they're both living in this apartment building. So the halacha is that you're not allowed to make an air of just with the Jews together. Although we said before that Diraz Diraz Although we said before that the, the, the non-Jews domain does not forbid anything of the Jews' domain, that's only if he's adjacent to you. However, if you're living in the same apartment building, the Chachamim were concerned that the Jews would learn from living together with the non-Jews. And since they were concerned you may, of, of them living together with the non-Jews, therefore the Chacham said that an air of won't work. An Arab will not work with the non-Jews. What can you do? You could buy the ownership of the non-Jews' property, and then you allow. Then he is, won't forbid his presence. Doesn't forbid you from using the entire apartment building because you've purchased you purchased the the walking area. Now, what did you purchase exactly? Doesn't make this whole purchase doesn't really make sense. He was allowed to walk there before. You were allowed to walk there before. What are you exactly buying from the non-Jew? So the truth is that you're not really buying anything um, significant from the non-Jew. What you're really doing is, okay, I have seen the times of Thomas Olsta. What you're really buying from the non-Jew is, what are you buying from him? You're buying from him the rights to walk around there. So technically, once you buy it from him, he's not allowed to walk there anymore. He's not allowed to walk there. You bought the rights of walking, he's not allowed to walk there anymore. But, what? You can give him permission. So if the non-Jew would know that what you're doing, you think you would want to agree? He wouldn't agree. He, so therefore, that's good, because the Chacham don't really want you to live there together with non-Jews privately, because you may learn from their ways, and you should keep your own tradition, your own heritage, and therefore the Chacham made it difficult to make an Erev Chatzeris in a situation where you're living with more than one 
uh, when you were living with non-Jews. So therefore, you, the only way to do it is to purchase jurisdi- their, their jurisdiction. You don't have to actually purchase their jurisdiction, or you don't have to purchase it from the owner either. You also have to purchase it from a super. There is a manager of the building. And the manager has some rights. He's allowed to do some things in various uh, places in the building, or fix things, etc. So you're allowed to go to the manager and say, I want to purchase the rights of the apartment. Now, the, the Gemara says, the guy is going to think, the non is going to think when you're speaking to him, I want to purchase the rights to move here, I'll give you permission to stay here, but the, the non is going to think that you're doing witchcraft on him. He's going to think, you're, 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 what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he's not going to want to agree. And that's good, because that will make it difficult for you. And the Chum wanted to be difficult for you, so you'll move out. But then it became more difficult for Jews to have their own place to live by themselves. It became more and more common to be apartment buildings, and Jews don't have their own houses. And therefore, the Chum said there's another way to do this. You go over to the non-Jew, and you don't say to him, I want to buy the rights of moving, living, moving around the, in the hallways so that you're not able to walk here. You're allowed to just say, I want to buy Ridrushus to walk in the apartment. Like, what are you talking about? I'm just giving you some money. and not saying exactly what it's for. Is that okay with you? Chances are he'll be okay with that. So in order to make it possible for a Jew to make Erev Chatzeris, the Chacham allowed us to purchase the rights stam, without specifying exactly what we're purchasing, so that it will work. Even though technically the uh, non-Jew doesn't really know what you're doing. And even though the super also doesn't really have an ownership, but still that's sufficient in order to, to make the whole um, place like one... one um, uh, entity, Erev Chatzeris. Okay, now the moment we've all been waiting for going to the hotels. What's the halacha regarding a hotel? You go to a hotel on Shabbos, seemingly it's the same thing. Everyone has their own room. And from their room, they go to a general space. So are you allowed to carry from your room to the lobby or to the uh, dining room? So as our burial and you mentioned before, there are two reasons why a hotel should be a little lighter than an apartment building. First of all, the halacha is, it's only if you live there that it becomes, that it be, if people live in the same apartment building, then there's this, then we look at this as a public domain. If everyone just, what, just lives there for a week or two, that's not going to call living there. Most hotels, you're not living in the hotel, you're just there for a little bit. Since you're only there for a little bit, it's not considered like a area where there are many people living there. That's number one. Number two, number two, there was a famous story that I brought Shab, I'm sorry, the Rebbe Yitzchak, the Rebbe's father, and Abchayim Brisker. Abchayim Brisker, the Rebbe's father, uh, were discussing the law of the following scenario. What happened was that Rebbe Yitzchak needed to have a, a rabbinical ordination from a prominent rabbi like Abchayim Brisker in order to be able to uh, receive the position that the Rebbe Hashem wanted him to receive to become the rabbi of this prominent city of Ektinislav. So in order to get that position, he had to first get an ordination from Abchayim Brisker. So what Rabbi Chaim Brisker's seder was, he would only give ordination to someone who would first stay in his court and, and, and see how he answered questions. So one question came up on Sukkot. The question was, there was a court, there was an apartment building, and everyone forgot to uh, make an Erev Chatzeris, and it's Sukkot, and they all want to use the same Sukkot, they want to carry the food from their house to the Sukkot. So Rabbi Yitzhak said, brilliantly, the Sukkot itself is the Erev. The fact that everyone's eating together the same Sukkot, that's the Erev. So similarly, in all, most hotels, there are places where everyone, either everyone eats the same food, the food hotel serves you the food. Well, that not so good necessarily because you don't necessarily eat the food. And even though uh, technically the pas palter, the bread that's baked in a non-Jewish bakery is technically kosher, although we don't eat it if we're able not to, to avoid it, 
but it's bread that's baked in a non-Jewish bakery is technically kosher, and therefore you're able to partake from the bread in this in this in the hotel, and therefore the hotel is serving everyone. So therefore there is room to say that that joins you. But even if that you don't hold to that, there's another reason why the hotel is better than a regular apartment building. And the reason why it's better is because you all have the same eating area, either the same eating area or the same kitchen, or the, because of and people don't stay there for a long time. That's why a hotel technically shouldn't need an erev chaseris. However, the previous rebbe would do an erev chaseris when he went to a hotel, and uh, so should we. Uh, you wouldn't say a bracha. And uh, similarly, it would seem that in a city where there is an Erev around the whole city, it would seem that it's better not... I haven't uh, discussed this with uh, those older and wiser than me, but I'm wondering if we could say a bracha on Erev Chatzeris in a city where there's an Erev, because technically there was an Erev made for the city. And even if you don't, you have a stringency, you don't use the Erev of the city, so... Um, Still, I'm, I'm wondering if you ought to say a bracha on your personal Erev because an Erev was made, someone des- decided that they were going to give bread on behalf of everyone in the city to join together as one. So if you, if you, even, if you even though it's better, everyone certainly should make an Erev Chatzeris anyways, even if you do hold of the Erev, because you have to t- be, take care of a situation of when the Erev is down. And either way, um, th- there is a... Um, your own backyard. You should be careful of your own backyard. You are doing things the right way. So, but if you do that, if you make nerev chatzeres in the hotel, you make nerev chatzeres in a city with this nerev. I uh, in the hotel certainly you don't say a bracha, and perhaps also in your own um, in your even even in a, in a city with this nerev. I wonder if you would say a bracha if you don't use the nerev. Uh, any other questions or comments? Okay, getting back to your three bedroom uh, scenario. So if you everyone eating from the same kitchen, well, let's talk about a yeshiva. In yeshiva, in a, in a, in a dormitory, everyone's eating together in the same kitchen. There, 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 is, there is no reason to uh, make an area of a yeshiva for sure. And also, if there's if it's a room, and everyone's a shared space that everyone eats, it seems that there wouldn't be a need to make an area there as well. Okay. Chazaka Baruch. Any questions? Comments? Okay. Chazaka Baruch.